COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa. You can follow us on Getter at IC Sativa Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. Again, on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you want to kick this podcast a few extra bucks, so we have enough money to continue to pay for upkeep and to continue to promote this message. You can kick me a few bucks at Cash App or um, at Cash App. Um, and my symbol for it is Cash Sign I Am Cannabis Sativa. So again, it's Cash Sign I Am Cannabis Sativa. If you have a few extra bucks, you want to pay some tuition, go ahead. All right. So 
So this is a more serious episode. I, I know I've been sort of like dramatic and passionate as of late. You know, I, I, I tend to get passionate when, 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 when I feel that I'm fighting for my people and stuff. Um, but I can, I can fight for my people and, and bring up things that are cogent to my people, you know, without, without always having to, you know, always having to take it to volume 10 or whatever. Um, this is a more serious subject because, um, especially if you're in your thirties, you know, if you're, especially if you're in your thirties, um, you know, if you're at least like, you're at least like a late eighties or early or early nineties baby. Um, the, the, the earlier, I mean, the early, the elder millennials are already, are already sort of doing this and, you know, the Xers are already doing this. That, that, that listen to me um in case you don't know um about about 70 percent no about 79 percent yeah 79 percent of my audience is between the ages of 27 and 80 so many of you are ready in this position where you know your parents are hitting their 70s they're hitting their 80s um i mean my parents are about to be in their 70s pretty soon so um they're still pretty healthy but i I, I know that I have to, I know that things are going to change. I know that, I know that I'm going to have to start, like I've already, I've already having, I've already been having to do this to a degree since like, since my teenage years a little bit. But I know that, that that's only, you know, as, as people get older, I know that I'm, that more is going to be asked of me. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are already going through this now. And, um, so yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just going to read this article. I, I may or may not interrupt it, but um, we have to continue working on like a local level and a state level. Um, I think like, like I've said in a lot of other episodes, getting this done on a federal level is going to be a lot harder based on how our federal government works and based on federalism and our, um, our sort of states rights sort of system where the states are units onto their own. Again, for all for all my listeners outside the US please don't think of America as one united country think of us as 50 different countries and territories with 50 different governors 50 different like legislatures and 50 different over 50 some different ways of doing things so it's think of think of America as 50 something ways of doing stuff and each each place is like a country it's more like kind of like the EU in a sense like the EU the countries are in Europe but each each but Scotland does things. Scotland is culturally different than England, you know, or um, I, I, again, I know England is not in the EU anymore, but or, or France is culturally different than Spain or, you know, Sweden is different than than uh, than Poland or whatever. I don't know. I think Poland's in the EU or they're about to be. I don't know. I have to look that up. But you, you get the idea. Let's get into it. Should hospitals allow cannabis for the terminally ill? SB 311, so this is, I believe this is California. Um, so relating to this topic, um, as many of you guys know, um, my mentor and one of my biggest sources of, um, of mentorship and, and guidance in this canvas space has been um, Reefer Revolution DC 420. Um, they put out a cannabis show. Um, they just recently put out a book about um, treating alzheimer's and treating dementia i believe with, with cannabis so i'm gonna put a link to that in this description as well too again they've 
they foster me as like a sort of baby cannabis activist um, in 2019 when I was just a, when I was just a channel that was getting 500 clicks a month, 500 downloads a month. When I was just that, they, 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 they've grown me into something a lot greater in the last three years. So again, I, um, I, I, I'll be eternally grateful for their mentorships, but let's, let's, let's get to it. SB 311 mandates healthcare facilities to have reasonable restrictions in how a patient keeps and uses their medical cannabis to ensure that the well as okay, let me let me let me do an audible right now so it's on reader mode sometimes this reader mode cuts off things all right should the hospitals allow cannabis for the terminally ill should should terminal patients be able to get cannabis while at the hospital or hospice and yeah this is better posted by dana smith and um written two days ago even in states where cannabis has been legalized for medical use, patients still struggle to find the information they need when it comes to using cannabis as a medicine. And that's why, that's why I put out this podcast. That's why I decided to put this out um, in 2018. I wanted to give all of you guys in, 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 around the United States and the world increasingly, I wanted to give you guys the knowledge I didn't have going into getting, looking in, going into getting a medical marijuana certification and, and, and going into purchasing this and actually medicating with this after five tort- torturing years of, of, of failed pharmaceuticals that did nothing but, but make me miserable and did nothing but, but make me a zombie and, and not being able to be fully present for my family and friends and, and, and the people I care for, my small circle that is, again, I mean, I'm, a, I'm more of a quality over quantity sort of person. So again... You know, the few people I hang out with, I like to give my whole self to to a degree. So I don't, I, I, did, I didn't, I, I wasn't under the pharmaceuticals I was taking and I was I, under the ones I was alternating around. Like, again, it was just two days of, two, two, one to two days of sleep at most. But with my medical cannabis regimen, with my doctor, I get, I get five to six days on average. You know, I, I, I rather, I'd rather be broke than a zombie. I always say, you, and, and, and anyone, anyone who doesn't approve of my cannabis, of my medical cannabis um, choice can, can screw themselves, no matter who they are. Even in states where cannabis has been legalized for medical use, patients struggle to find the information they need when it comes to using cannabis as medicine. There are a ton of questions that overwhelm patients. How much cannabis to use? What m- method of administration is best? How often to take it? And so much more. Given circumstances, most patients are left to their own devices when it comes to deciding how to use cannabis. And even then, doctors still don't feel they have equipped, they have, are equipped with the right knowledge to prescribe cannabis as a medicine or part of their therapy. Having said that, we are severely limiting the impact that cannabis could have on the lives of patients, especially those who are terminally ill. There are already an astounding body of evidence that cannabis can make a a life more manageable for those with cancer struggling through chemotherapy and radiation, Parkinson's disease, and so much more. So why can't patients be given cannabis medications in the hospital, supervised the way they are with conventional medicine? California is a pioneer. In December 2021, California Governor Gavin Newsom made waves by signing legislation from Senator Ben Hueso that would offer more choices for end of life for locals 
with the requirement that certain healthcare facilities and hospitals would allow terminally ill patients to use medical marijuana for pain relief or as part of their treatment. It is inconceivable to me that in a state where medical cannabis was legalized more than 25 years ago, yes, I mean, people, medical cannabis has been legal in California since 1996. Like, people people born then are, are 26 years old, and they are old enough to rent a car, and their brains are developed now. Like, why are we still arguing over doing this? Like, why are state legislatures just now now bringing this up? Like, it's that's sad. That's, that's a sad state of affairs that the people that need it most, like, we're, it's just now we're having the discussion. Should, should the people who need this stuff the most, they're the most vulnerable, have this at the hospital? Now, yes, I know, you know, with the nature of, of cannabis being a Schedule One narcotic, I know with that nature, it makes it that, that, that hospitals and, and a lot of hospitals, they receive federal funding and they see, receive Medicaid funding and all that. And because it's federally... Because cannabis is Schedule One, they can't really touch a Schedule One drug, so they have to they have to you know tell people that it that it doesn't work, or tell people oh, our, our pills are better, or whatever we're injecting you with is better, um, or again, the, many of the doctors because they were not taught this in medical school, they they're they're like they they they're either ignorant or again again a lot of these doctors within their 60s 70s and some 80s they grew up in a different era they grew up in an era where this is something this is a party drug that you do in your 20s and you stop the second you get you get your mister degree or you get your missus degree you stop doing that stuff you stop doing that stuff you you piss into a cup you you do what reagan tells you you do what bill clinton tells you you do what w tells you 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 do what Obama tells you, even though he got kicked out of Disneyland when he when 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 he was a college student for doing it so much in, in Disneyland. Yet he kept he kept raiding your he kept raiding your dispensaries in California and and various other states for another three years, even though he, even though he admitted to inhaling frequently. But again, I digress. We just we just got to continue to get rid of these these reefer madness sort of mindset people of all ages. We just got to continue to steamroll them and we got to continue to try to smoke them for good to the best of our ability. People with, with, with antiquated mindsets on cannabis of all ages need to go. There's plenty of young people that, that think like, that, th that, that they don't like cannabis. There's plenty of people, there are plenty of people that I know that are in their thirties that I've had to educate on cannabis, you know? So just because you're a certain age does not mean you're going to get it. And there, there are people a lot older than me that are pretty, they're even more relaxed than me about cannabis. And I, I've met them, so, you know, again, it's just, it's about smoking the people that hate the plant for good, regardless of who they are and what they look like. In December, California Governor Gavin Newsom made ways by signing a le legislation from Senator Ben Hueso that would offer more choices for end-of-life options for locals with the requirement that certain healthcare facilities and hospitals would allow terminally ill patients to use medical marijuana for pain relief as part of their treatment. It's, incon quote, it's inconceivable to me that in a state where medical cannabis was legalized more than 25 years ago, those in the deepest suffering receiving treatment in our state's healthcare facilities cannot access this proven, effective, and prescribed treatment. I wish, I wish the 50-something legislatures around the, countries, around the country and the, the various U.S. territories, I wish all of them had more representatives or or more politicians like like Senator Hueso. I wish I wish I wish we can we can clone more of these people. 
But again, in most legislatures, even my one, there's only a handful of people in the Massachusetts legislature that think like 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 you and me think. And they get they get outvoted. They get their 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 bills shut down in committee by 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 reefer madness, conservative elders that 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 want to keep Massachusetts this 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 uptight stick and butt Puritan place. They want they want to just this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we always have to do it. And we'll steamroll you by by blocking your, your bill in committee. And Massachusetts is still a state where committee votes are not, all, where the legislature and party elders, they don't have to disclose the, the outcome of the committee vote. So if something got slapped down in committee, you can't find out who slapped it down and by how many votes. You, you, it's, it's, almost, it's hard to do. And every time, and every time that, there's, that there's talk of reform Forgetting that, I think Massachusetts is the only state that's like that. I've, I have to follow various different states, and most other states, I can get the committee votes. So, so if someone slaps something down, I'm able to name and shame them a lot of the time when I can. But in Massachusetts, we don't have that rule. And every time that, every time a, every time there's a bill that comes up to 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 add more transparency, even the progressive people, even the people that think like you and me, they slap it down because the party elders or the party bosses tell them that, that, that that's what they have to do. There's all these, again, Massachusetts is very sort of um, backroom deals. It's just like any other Midwest or Southern state, but it does not get reported as such. But more people need to know that about Massachusetts and I would say New England in general. But let's continue. Instead, terminally ill patients in California healthcare facilities are giving heavy opiates that rob them of their precious last moments with family and friends. This is a simple yet critical move that will provide relief, compassion, and dignity to terminally ill Californians. Like, again, I went to college. I knew people. I knew people. Like, I knew people within, like, whole families where the same, where not only, like, my, one of my friends got addicted to opioids, but his two older brothers got addicted. And by, 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 by the love of God, they were able to, to get out of it. You know, and, and my, my friend right now, he's married, you know, and he has a pretty good career now. He was, he was able, he was able to get off that. And, you know, like my senior year, you know, we were, we were roommates. So, you know, we smoked quite a bit, you know, I, I would imagine that, that the cannabis was helping him to stay off it, you know, but again, I mean, this, this, this is real harm reduction, not giving people, you know, crack pipes, um, making sure that, that the, the people in your life can get the best medicine that would help them at their most vulnerable time of need. That should be the ultimate priority of any of any major project that we we undertake in the cannabis grassroots community. I'm not I'm not talking about the grifters that I've I've been talking about recently. The law officially known the law officially known as SB 311 and given the nickname Ryan's Law is named after California native Ryan Bartel, who was a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard who died in 2018, rest in power, after battling pancreatic cancer. His last few weeks were spent in the hospital where he was given, given fentanyl and morphine to help him manage his pain and to go to sleep. His family tried to help him by giving him medical cannabis, but the facility told, told that it was not allowed. As a result, his family had to spend valuable time searching for a facility that would allow the use of MMJ, medical marijuana. Unfortunately, he only lived a few more weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that again. Unfortunately, 
he only lived a few more weeks. Again, we're prioritizing crack pipes for whatever reason. And again, to again, I'm going to go into Uncle Dan mode. Biden is not normal. I'm not going to pretend that guy is. He's the worst president of all time. He's the worst president in my living memory of 32 years. The most incompetent president I've ever flipping seen. And I'm not going to normalize that man. And, and, and neither should you. You should have contempt for him. Everyone should of all ages. Unfortunately, he only lived for a few more weeks. With this law in pace, no other family or patient will have to go through that hardship again. In the invaluable last days as Ryan's fought stage 4 pancreatic cancer, I first-handedly experienced the positive impact medical cannabis had on my son's well-being, as opposed to the harsh effects of opiates, end quote, explains Jim Bartel, SB311 sponsor, and Ryan's, and Ryan's father. Medical cannabis is an excellent option for relieving pain and suffering in those who are terminally ill, but most importantly, it serves to provide compassion, support, and dignity to patients and their families during their loved one's final days. Looking at each other, holding Ryan's hand, and telling him how much I loved him during his final moments would not have been possible without the medical cannabis. End quote. SB 311 mandates healthcare facilities to have reasonable restrictions in how a patient keeps and uses their medical cannabis to ensure that they, as well as other patients and employees of the medical institution, are kept safe. The rules don't apply to those who are being given emergency care and in facilities where vaping and smoking cannabis is prohibited. In addition, the law does not require the healthcare facility to be responsible for providing cannabis for the patients. Now, yeah, I mean, that's a given, but hopefully we get to a point where, where, where this instead of opioids are covered by insurance. But again, I mean, I, mean, um, I, I would say that every, everything should be covered by insurance if the doctor sees fit, obviously. But again, I mean, I, I, I think we should be pushing people more towards the cannabis side of the spectrum rather than these... Um, opioids, which are which can be potentially deadly. Again, um, there are no receptors in the brainstem that 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 can stop breathing with, with with too much cannabis. None. But there are there are very various receptors in the brain and the brainstem that can stop your breathing and they can have you dead if you take too many opioids. But cannabis, there's no amount that can do that yet. We have not gotten to that. And the amount you'd have to do, again, you would you. Like the smoke would, would, would take you out long before, you know, doing, doing those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of joints. But, you know, I'm digressing a bit. Let's, let's continue. In addition, the law does not require the healthcare facility to be responsible for providing cannabis for the patients. It also does not require them to dispense cannabis from their in-house pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, we, we know that because of federal, federal prohibition. In addition, the law has a harbor cause that would enable facilities to stop compliance to the law if the federal agency initiates law enforcement. However, the U.S. Department of Justice is not allowed to use federal funds to meddle with state med medical cannabis laws. The Biden administration has also indicated that they would not interfere with state medical marijuana laws. With confirmation from CMS and the safeguards in the law, we are confident that the healthcare facilities have the necessary authority to implement those provisions while ensuring safety of other patients, guests, employees of healthcare facility compliance with other state laws and the safe operations of the healthcare facility. Senator Hueso explains, putting the compassion in compassion and care. The term compassion and care is thrown around so carelessly. It's widely used yet improperly. 
since cannabis is still illegal on, in, in the eyes of federal law, hospitals and healthcare facilities cannot let their patients use cannabis and thus face the risk of having to pay penalties or even losing federal funding. But it is hospitals where you find some of the patients that need cannabis the most, especially in those palliative care and struggling through terminal illness. We need more bills like SB 311 around the country to ensure that patients have access to cannabis when they need them and can take them safely under the supervision of skilled medical professor, profession, professionals excuse me, who have the confidence to do so. Otherwise, there is no compassion and compassionate care. End of article. So I don't think I need to say much more. I think I've, I've covered what I need to cover in this. Um, like, like I've been saying... Like I said earlier at the start of this sort of address and broadcast, a lot of the work, a good amount of the work for the time being is definitely going to have to be in the state level. Um, I mean, that's we're going to have to work on a state level to implement these laws. So the people that need it the most have a snowball's chance of getting it. But not for me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, on Getter at IC Sativa Pod, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out. Ciao. And stay fighting on a state level. Peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.